Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Attorney at County Law, Karen Cotty, joining us this morning. And, Karen, let's start with that Astroworld tragedy and all those lawsuits filed now. When does civil liability turn into criminal conduct? Well, that's a good question. And, you know, talking about civil liability, I mean, these kinds of events have massive planning for security. And if they didn't, that's a problem. I assume they did. Um, Almost everything gets planned out in long uh, security plans, including what happens if there is a terrorist attack, a natural disaster, if there are crimes, uh, prisoner transport, medical attention. What happens when the police have to get involved? What happens when the federal government has to get involved? These are all in a plan. So clearly, when eight people die at an event, there is going to be civil liability, almost certainly. Someone was responsible uh, or some entity was responsible civilly. When it moves into that realm of criminal, it goes beyond just negligence. It goes beyond just we made a mistake, and it goes into the reckless. We knew or should have known that this was going to happen, and we allowed it anyway. Starting at the top, I see the entertainer. Um, uh, he could seriously be be responsible for it. He was uh, twice charged and twice pled guilty or was convicted of inciting violence and once at uh, Lollapalooza uh, disorderly conduct and doing exactly what he did, which is kind of stoked the the um, uh, the audience to to move through barricades and do other things. So I think there might be criminal liability for him, and then we can go on down from there. So the uh, past uh, for Travis Scott and uh, for Live Nation, is that going to play into this case? Absolutely, because if he's done it before, done the same things which resulted in bodily harm, he was convicted of those crimes. Well, I guess everyone in that venue should have known that he was capable of doing that again. Not that he was responsible for every bad act in that arena, but... Uh, certainly there should have been uh, some protocol there to contain and control that that audience a little bit better. Now, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of other things we've heard about people being injected with drugs and passing out, and they were being trampled because someone was injecting um, people with with whatever. Um, Now, that's a whole different story. Uh, I don't know that that caused the problem. I mean, we don't know yet. I think this is going to be an investigation that is ongoing for a while to, because obviously there are 50,000 people uh, at that event and a lot of different parties that need to be interviewed and videotapes viewed, etc. You were involved in a case uh, back in the 80s. It was a Bruce Springsteen concert at Soldier Field. Uh, seven people were killed. W- what happened there? Do you remember that? It was it was a huge concert at Soldier Field. I believe the Chicago Park District, if I recall correctly, uh, uh, was the uh, host of that. And so there were all these security companies, and some people were actually turning into Soldier Field or on Lakeshore Drive. And whatever um, happened, there was not enough police um, or uh, you know people t- kind of bringing people into the uh, the venue, and uh, seven people died. And I got it later after it had happened. 
as a lawyer, and there everyone was suing everyone. You can imagine the promoter was sued, even the insurance agents who didn't uh, advise the companies to get enough insurance and were therefore underinsured for these kinds of risks. All of those people were sued, and there were so many parties. It went on for years and years. There were settlements, of course, um, but it, it, you know this just shows you that there there are so many moving parts in a case like this, and it will provide litigation for lawyers for a long time. And quickly, uh, Karen, the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. What, what do you think is the most important thing that the jurors are going to consider? I think it's how they came to the case. You know, I think it's going to be, if you thought he was a right-wing crazy about to kill people, I think that the evidence will be viewed in that light. I think that if you think he's a Second Amendment hero and had a right to <clears throat> to shoot, you know, you were going to think that. I think there was so much evidence on both sides from all the witnesses. I think every witness had a good side for the prosecution and a good side for the defense. And, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt is a very high standard. I think that videos are going to be important, but I do think juror predisposition is probably the most important thing here. Karen Cotty, thanks as always. Have a good day, Bob. And you too.